Hey, young world. Thank you for tuning in to this special edition of With Aplomb, the show about the history, culture, and happenings in the beautiful game. I'm your host, Nim Nim. There's something that's been on my mind that I just haven't been able to shake off for a week now. So I thought, what better place to share this and start a dialogue than here and now on this show as our platform? To start, I want to share a story with you that dates back over 30 years. I was no older than six or seven years old when I first saw George Weah play. He's one of football's most iconic figures. And not just because he was a star at Monaco or PSG and AC Milan, not just because he's a Ballon d'Or winner, not just because he's the current president of Liberia, yes, the country, but because he played the game in a way that was undeniably impressive, that was universally considered beautiful. He glided on the pitch when others ran. He had this almost otherworldly balance between finesse and power. If you haven't seen him play, please go watch some of his highlights. Your jaw drop when you see the goal he scored against Verona in 96. He literally went box to box, dribbled almost the full length of the pitch before scoring. It's an incredible goal. What made George Weah beloved by so many across the globe is that we all admire him for the same reasons. And those reasons being his skill and the quality of his craft. My definition of skill and poise is exactly the same as yours. The beautiful game is our universal and common language. We profiled Moise Ken, the 19-year-old Italian phenom, in our last episode, which we recorded two Sundays ago. Last Tuesday, he was the target of racial abuse throughout the game Juventus played against Cagliari. After scoring his team's second goal, which effectively sealed the win for Juve, he stood rooted to the spot with his arms open in front of the Cagliari fans, and they just hurled more racial abuse at him. He just turned 19. Take yourself back to when you were 19. How would you have behaved if you were receiving this sort of public hatred? This young man dealt with it in a matter that showed maturity beyond his years. He held his nerves. Not only is his talent evident to anyone who's paying attention, given how many goals he's scored in recent games, but in the face of disgusting hate being aimed at him game after game, he's showing his grit, grace, and balance. There are two related and important things that I want to make sure don't get lost in the mix. One is that the abuse in that game wasn't just towards Ken. Alexandro and Blaise Matuidi, his Brazilian and French teammates, were also targets of abuses. And two, Calgary isn't alone. And what goes on in the world of football is a reflection of all the greatness and the ugliness that's residing in our societies. We're in the 21st century with contemporary icons like Pele and Wea, and we still have a portion of society that's stuck in a centuries-old disgusting behavior. What I haven't been able to shake off is why the Juventus hierarchy hasn't come to Ken's defense. 
Not only that, after the game, Allegri, his coach, and Benucci, a senior player, victim blamed Ken, saying that he's partly to blame for the way he celebrated in front of the Cagliari fans after they had harassed him all game long? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, Benucci basically said what Trump said, which is, you know, there are good people on both sides. He said it's 50-50. What's utterly baffling to me is that Juve, just like any other top club in the world, knows that talent's universal. Juve's first team of 24 senior players only has 10 Italian nationals, including Ken. The other 14 senior players are from 10 other countries. Similarly, Manchester United's first team has players from 13 other countries, and only seven of their players in their first team are English. Real Madrid have players from eight different nationalities, and the list goes on and on. This could have been such an important moment for Juve, the institution, to take a stand and denounce these ugly acts and demand change. Unfortunately, this was just another squandered opportunity to take a stand for justice. In 2019 alone, we've seen high-profile players like Raheem Sterling get racially abused, both domestically in England and away playing for his country. It just breaks my heart to hear a player like Danny Rose say he can't wait to retire from the game because of the abuse that he receives. No player, no human should have to go through that ever. Our mission at Eterno is to share and spread the beautiful history and culture of our game. Because our game is our universal and common language, we have a shared past and we're going to build our shared futures together. This means we can't afford to sit on the sidelines and watch abuse happen to one of our own. When it happens, we have to stand tall with them and raise awareness. Because if the Juve hierarchy or Syria or UEFA or FIFA isn't going to stand for and with Moise Ken, then we in the League of Billions will. We're here to celebrate individuals and the creativity that they bring to the pitch and the energy and bond that that creates between larger groups of people, be it your teammates or fans. I'll get off my pulpit now, but it was important for us to draw a clear line in the sand that we will stand for justice every time. As always, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any comments or feedback, please get in touch. You can reach us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook forward slash Eterno HQ. That's E-T-E-R-N-O-H-Q. We're grateful to you for taking the time to listen to this episode. We'll catch you next time. One love.